This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app as we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. to another live edition of the ONG Strike Zone. I'm Brian Fulford, joined by my brothers from another mother, Kelvin Roser, Kofi Hemingway. How you two fellas doing? Doing great, man. How are you? Uh, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Uh, finally got all my moving done. I'm, I'm still kind of getting used to all the, the new... Uh, the new stuff, so I, I don't have any fancy backgrounds. Of course, my lighting isn't great, but I'll, I'll have it all figured out. You know, I can't be I can't be like some of y'all. Y'all got your fancy backgrounds, new microphones, and other stuff like that. How you doing, Kelvin? <laughs> and my boy Kobe say, "What up, boy? What up, boy?" <laughs> you try to identify it on our show. Well, you know. <laughs> I can come up with something. I can do something different. How about that? Hey, I'm glad to be be back with y'all guys, man. Y'all held it down last week. You know, I was a little in the weather, but uh, I'm I'm better now. And uh, man, there's a lot been going on uh, this this week. Uh, So, so, yeah, this is going to be a great show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, boy. There's no. Look, that that's 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 the significance of the of the FAMU brand, boy. We stay in the news. I'm telling you, man. We it don't matter for what good, bad, man, we stay in the news cycle. I tell you what, every week is something, man. That that just speaks to the power of uh FAMU, Florida AM University. Uh so it's good to have you back, Kelvin. Uh good to see you as well. Uh, Kofi, we got, as my man said, we got a lot to talk about today. We are 24 days from the start of the football season, week zero football team heading off to Chapel Hill to take on North Carolina. 
Uh, the boys are five days in the practices and to, you know, practices just started with uh, pads the other day. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll get into talking about some uh, positions. You know, we said we we're going to spotlight various position groups. Uh, thanks to uh, Marcus Green, who, by the way, Marcus Green did a great job last week uh, in, uh, in in the role in, in the Kelvin and the Kelvin chair. Uh, so shout out to Marcus Green. Sent us some good info on the O-line work. So we'll we'll get into talking about that. Uh, got some special guests coming up as we are getting ready to talk about volleyball season. And the champs are here. So it's the champs. That's yes, right. Sir. Coach Gokhan, Coach Gokhan Yomaz will be on coming up at the bottom of the hour as we get ready for the 2022 um, volleyball season, preparing to run it back in the SWAC. And, uh, you know, as I said, some things we do want to repeat. And that, that is one of them. There's other things that we're going to talk about in a minute that we don't want to repeat. And so that's just how, that's just how this is going to go today. <laughs> so, uh, we also got some, uh, information and, and we'll have a, a friend of the ONG coming on in hour number two, uh, talking with us as well. And, and, and appropriately, a friend of the ONG. I think that, that needs to be a new membership drive. We need to, we need to, I, I say we, you know, but we need to figure out a way to uh, to, to coin that. Be it become a friend of the O and G. Uh, we just call know. them OGs. How about that? Oh, look at you, look at you, Mister Marketer. OGs. Okay, there you go. I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, those of you watching us on Facebook uh, and YouTube or Twitter, wherever you're watching us, um, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, hopefully you've already subscribed to us on our social media platforms at ONG Strike Zone on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And hopefully you've downloaded that Jericho Broadcast Networks app, which you can find on the Google or Apple Play Store. Just search my JBN or my BCSN. And uh, I know shout out to Dr. Lori. She's in the uh, chat room holding it down, shooting down the snipers. I'm sure there might be some snipers that jump in, especially with our opening topic, Dr. Lori. So be, be prepared if it gets foolish in there. Uh, you, you, you <laughs> just, just fire away. Uh, so with that said, uh, you know, we have to talk about it because this is a athletics and culture show. And unfortunately we just figure we just get the foolishness and the mess out the way early. And we maybe don't have to talk about it again. But, uh, yes, as many of you saw over the weekend, I put it like this. Do you know a Rattler that has not seen the the uh, the Bootygate photo, uh, as we'll call it, the Bootygate scandal uh, that has took place as the uh, young Rattler, the uh, graduate uh, young lady by the name of uh, – Terica Williams, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I, I thought about not even mentioning her name, but you know, it is yeah. what it is. But um, you know, she 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 chose to use her graduation photo uh, and, and then set the internet ablaze, man, in in, in in ways that only maybe a Kim Kardashian has done before, uh, or or somebody of that ilk. And Usually it involves some some form of nudity, and and so that's what she did. She, you know, as uh, as I and many others observed, uh, the uh, the snake probably had the the uh, the best view uh, 
uh, of things, if, if, if you were into that. And for others, we caught the backside view. And I will just simply say, fellas, and then I'll toss it around the horn. Uh, as I spent, sadly, as it took me 20 minutes to find the photo, because I had to go, I had to filter through all of the comments for about 20 minutes. It took me that long to find what everybody was talking about. And I was like, huh. First thoughts that came to mind was, where did she get the snake locks, as as uh, as I heard Scotty kind of refer to them as? But I that freaked me out. No lie. As a, as a person who does not like snakes, that freaked me out. I'm no lie. You know, I, I didn't know if that was real snakes that she had somehow chopped up and had kind of head hanging from out of her head or what. Because I on, saw man. Kelvin. Hold Come on, on Kelvin man. called it Madrid. Kelvin said Madrid. Look, they look when you said Medusa, I didn't understand what you were talking about at first. When I saw your tweet and you said, how did let Medusa do all that? And I was like, what is he talking about? And so I'm looking at the photo and I said, oh, my God. Uh, And then the second thought was, you know, was was Playboy behind this because they have been infamous for doing a whole college girls spread you know, in years past where they would have young co-eds taking photos like that. So uh, obviously that was not the case. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was just my initial thoughts. Uh, I'll, I'll turn it now over to Kelvin, your initial thoughts uh, as you were observing what happened. I'm going to do my disclaimer off the top. The pins that I'm finna share on my own, not that of the ONG strike zone or JBN. Okay, that go. out the way. That 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 out the way. So I, I had a few thoughts. Um, um, the first thought is, any of us who was around with Freak Neat, with Black's College Reunion Beach Weekend, mm-hmm. with uh, the Toga Parties, Back yep. in the day, yep. we can't be phony and fake like, you know, this something new. <laughs> it's not. Luckily, uh, the internet went around and social media went around back back when all that was going on. So, so you have to hear the stories. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't just put it out there. So, so it is what it is. In that terms, you know, we... It's Florida. We tend to do some 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 ratchet stuff in Florida, and so you know, I found it interesting that she waited till she got her M- masters from FAMU. She didn't put that you know from from FIU in her undergrad photos, uh, graduation photos. And I also had that I, I I see she wanted to be a rapper, and I listened to some of it. She needs to use her to masters. Work. She, she yes. needs to use a master's, but that career ain't going nowhere. That was hot garbage. Uh, Jesus. That, ooh. Yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Now, um, my, my daddy's side having to kick in. Uh-oh. You know, Uh-oh. As, as, a, as a black father, um, three girls, as a matter of fact, you, you, want, you want the young ladies to be inspirational, and carry themselves as queens and represent, um, 
you know, the best. Um, the, the the her degree and her booty, the two don't go together, right? <laughs> One don't have nothing to do with the other. Um, so I, I I don't know what kind of point you know. I know what she put out there, but to me, it screamed up attention, uh, and she got plenty of it. Uh, it was it was this you know it was distasteful in the sense that you know it was on the campus in front of uh, uh, one of our hallmarks and um, and it had university name on it so that was just distasteful she wanted to do that and she she was doing it at home or wherever else that would have been that's that's a choice I ain't you know I'm not hating on that part of it. but the fact that she did it where she did it and and, and associated with the brand of Florida A&M. Number one, that's that's a, that's an issue. Uh, number two, um, you know, you you mentioned the Kardashians and all these different social influence folks who go that route. Um, there's nothing redeeming about that, right? Um, anybody who watched that picture, they're not talking about her masters and high intellect area. They're saying she got a nice booty. Uh, how inappropriate that was, and uh, right. So she she deserved uh, she deserved the heat she got. And uh, as as a black queen, I want her to carry herself as a black queen publicly. You know, there's a time and place for everything. If she at strip club, that's one thing. But that you know, on, on family campus, in front of the snake, that ain't the place for us. And so, uh, hopefully, and but I have to say, I do like the, the response of uh, the sign. That was put up uh, by the police department uh, today. It, it, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Do we have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they do it right good. there. Yeah, Rather that, watch. I, I yes. That. That, that, that was a, to me a, a balance. It wasn't over, a overreaction. They don't need to overreact. And hopefully, her five minutes of fame gone. Mm-hmm. Uh Kofi, uh, if you if you're still there, uh, wanted to get your your take on that. Uh, but what I'll do is I'll just kind of read for those. And again, most folks have probably already read this. Uh, this young woman, uh, Terrica uh, Williams, of course, graduated with a master's uh, in education. And uh, apparently she did her undergrad at FIU. She posted this on Instagram with the caption that said, anybody who knows me knows that I've been dressing provocative my whole life. There's a lot of assumptions that have come with me uh with me accepting my body a lot of people question my capabilities and intelligence solely based on how i choose to dress as i'm standing here with my master's degree at the tender age of 24 i am the living proof that clothes do not define you i encouraged everybody uh i don't know if that was even spelled correctly or written correctly to embrace their bodies and step outside social norms you know i get the whole women's empowerment but then the the whole i don't know why the music stuff got incorporated into it but when i heard that it just totally flipped my thoughts of that statement after hearing her music or whatever that was so uh i'll come over kofi's back so kofi we'll go ahead and get your thoughts here <laughs> Well, I mean, Kelvin already said everything that needs to be said uh, in regards to that. Uh, For me, um, it is what it is. Uh, You know, as he stated, 
I was at the Mardi Gras when people were wearing saran wrap and trench coats and everything else and nothing at all. So, you know, we didn't have uh, Insta cameras back then or, you know, stuff like that to really uh, <laughs> to show our, our youthful uh, prowess at that time. But it is what it is. It's done. Um, we can't change it. It's going to be a fun season because I'm sure somebody's band is going to come up in there, put it on the Jumbotron and do the whole P-Valley thing. I'm sure, you oh, know, wow. it's, it's going it's gonna to happen, you know, sooner or later. But, you know, we are Rattlers and we are still, we are still number one. At the end of the day, we are still who we are. Um, you know, uh, personally speaking, I think she needs a little bit of help. Um, but there's certain things that only life can bring you, certain things that only life can teach you. And it seems like she's enrolling for a class to see the consequences of what happens when you make this, when you make selfish decisions and you don't consider uh, how it affects other people around you. Um, she hasn't apologized. She probably won't. That's, that's really what people like that do. They don't apologize. They feel like they're justified in what they're doing. And um, it is what it is. I personally would like to see her healed and obviously set free and delivered, but you know, it is what it is at this time so we gonna move on i was a little like many of you probably i really wish of all things like i it's great to see as mel just put up there put uh, put that up again the uh the uh, statement or the the uh the um the sign from the family police department but what i really could have done without was the office of communication sending out the um, for immediate release uh, that afternoon. I, I really wish that would have never happened because it almost added legitimacy to that. It, it, you know, you don't you don't make an official, that thing you just let die. The internet's going to have fun with it. Let it go away. I don't think they should have put out the communication. Yeah, you know, uh, which, but, but, you know, people wanted to know that the administration was in fact... You know, I get it. I, I yeah. hear what you're saying, but that you know, people wanted to hear that the administration was going to, or that they were involved, that they were going to, of course, do something. Of course, surprisingly enough, they actually made a statement. Um, Thank you. That, that that's my point. We get it. That's we know, get this. We get a statement they about that. Made of a the statement. They they released yes. a statement. I was shocked. I was oh, like, oh, yes, you know, me too. But that's what upset let me. Let me let me say this: anything that's valuable has to be guarded. So the mere fact that they took this long, because this isn't the first incident around the darn snake. Right. We had right. incidents around the snake since the snake has gone up. Okay. We've had incidents around other landmarks on the campus since they've been up. If it's valuable, you guard it. You you do you do something about it. It should have been done a long time ago, but you know, it is what it is. Uh young people. Uh, have a tendency not to consider all of the consequences. Yes, it's just a part of our humanity, so to speak. She used poor judgment. And uh, I'm done talking about it till somebody banned or somebody tries us and, and does some stuff. And we just have to be ready on all fronts. We need to be doing our research and pulling up all kinds of articles and stuff and be just yeah. be prepared. But it is what it is. 
I, I just hate the fact. Fam, you investigating social media posts. We we gonna send a note out. Fam, A&M University is look. aware of no a post circulating on social media of a student photographed in front of the Rattler statue on campus. Vice President of Student Affairs, William Hudson Jr., PhD, said, quote, the university is aware of the picture taken and is currently investigating the incident. But we can't get Dr. Robinson to make a comment about anybody and all the situation, the issues that are going on at FAMU Athletics, but we finna comment about a damn internet post. All right, moving forward, moving forward, that's the end. We closed the book on that chapter. Um, We got some press box news in Bragg Stadium. Uh, Kelvin uh, shot some great photos. If you guys haven't seen the press box uh, that is finally up. I, I think it's all complete now, Kelvin. What what can you tell us no, about? No, the, no, 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 it's not. There's still work. Okay, give us an update, Kelvin, okay. on what you have seen, what we know about the press box there on the west side of Bragg Stadium. Well, um, you know, they, they've got ramps. They also, that's the picture right there where they, they're also putting new ramps, uh, 80, 80 accessible ramps um, to the grandstands on both the east and west side. And um, in terms of the press box, I know they, 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 they're they hooking up the AC and some of the internal things right now. Uh, but, you know, there's still quite a bit of work to be done infrastructure-wise, you know, with uh, the, uh, the, the the IT closet and the, and the media uh, wiring and the cables and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, um, there's quite a bit of equipment that's got to be put in, put in there and and so forth. So uh, they'll be working probably right up until uh, the the week before to get everything going um, with all the the lead-ins and so forth. Um, But, you know, the fact that it came uh, and was assembled uh, before the month of August, uh, put in place and everything is is great ahead of schedule. And, um, and you know, it's long overdue, it's, it's, you know, it is what it is, you know. Um, it, you know, uh, it's a better solution than what we had, and, and um, it does give a better appearance of, uh, uh, and hopefully a better atmosphere um, on, on game day. And we're going to have uh, someone to give us a little bit more details uh, from, from the project uh, probably next week to talk about that. We know the target. So, the, what's the target date for completion? Um, I mean, obviously, our first home game is not until the 9th of September. Yeah, they, they always build uh, um, because of weather and other things. They always build in some additional time in, in project calendars. Uh, but uh, um, completion wasn't supposed to be until the the right before the week, the, the, the going into the week of the first home game. Is the official um, estimated, anticipated completion date. Okay. Uh, and, and everything else regarding the bleachers looks all done and complete now, correct? No, they still got chair backs they're putting up. Okay. And um, and then uh, I believe the lower area where the box seats um, are, that's white. I think they're looking at blending uh, painting, painting all that so it all blends and it doesn't stick out. Um, so um, there's some. I know there's be some pain in it. Then we also have to, you know, deal with uh, scoreboard and sound 
Uh, they've taken down the old scoreboard. Um, they have a temporary solution for this season. The video scoreboard uh, you're referring to. You're talking about the video, yes, the video board, board yes. right? Not not yeah. the not the scoreboard that's in front of the uh, field house. Right. Right. By the video okay. board. I'm, so they, they 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 have another uh, company a company that that'll be coming in and providing um, that service and for this football season, and they'll look to get a permanent solution um, next year by next season. Interesting, interesting. All right. And uh, just again, what do we know the capacity of the stadium to be now? Because it'll go from, what, 25 down to, what, 23-something? So I I don't know because they haven't finished, um, but the anticipated uh, number probably would be close to 21,000. I think we've lost about 4,000 seats. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Well, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that shortly. Got to make a quick mention about our cheer squad. Um, you know, don't want to forget about them and kind of move it over to another story. Congratulations to the, uh, lady Rattlers, our cheer squad. Uh, this post via FAMU athletics from Monday Rattlers are the first HBCU to become the 45-second game day champions and win most collegiate at the NCA college cheerleading camp. Uh, they also won first place rally routine and a gold-paid bid to nationals. So, uh, big shout out! Congratulations to our to our Lady Rattlers, a cheer squad, doing great work. Yeah. Um, you know, hope hopefully as things stabilize within our athletic department that they will receive the the proper financial support that they deserve but uh we're very aware right now there's so many issues right now that uh you know we we just kind of uh, sadly I hate to say it we got to add taking care of our cheerleaders to the list of things uh and I know uh, I know a lot of you in the chat rooms uh I know uh my guy double uh, OC there asking about what do we know about the AD uh any anybody want to touch that touch that lightning rod there is what we know about the AD search as they did have another it is meeting what this it past is. Monday. This, I mean it is what it is at this point there's really nothing to report um that's substantial that necessarily people want to hear um we're at a point right now um, where, of course, the process that, that that was instituted when they first chose the 18 people <laughs> to, to basically go into uh, all of those meetings told us what the process was going to be, even though they said that the goal was going to be um, to get something established by the OBC. Uh, you know, there's nothing to report at this time. And... Uh, that's basically it. Uh, what I would advise people to do is to really, because, you know, a lot of times we, I don't think the board or our current administration really believes that we actually care about what's going on. And the only way they they really get a clue as to what we really care about is for us to write 
document our feelings in email form and send it to them multiple times, uh, as many times as necessary, necessary until they address it. Um, we're in a crisis when it comes to FAMU athletics, and we are in dire need of somebody to fill that seat. Why they don't get that is beyond me. You know, and so again, as I've stated in times past, the mere fact that President Robinson had known uh, uh, that he was going to make changes with the AD ahead of time and did not have a contingency plan is quite concerning. And to me, it's unacceptable, you know, because here we are losing coaches, not getting things done. We have an opening home game. Um, with a number of things that need to be done. Like a lot of people just look at the game and be like, okay, the band, the football team there, the referees there, the lights on, we good. No, <laughs> there's a number of things that go into game day productions that aren't close to being done. Um, and unfortunately, Mike Smith is having to do a lot of this by himself because um, the rest of the department that was under Courtney has jumped ship except for maybe like two people. Mm, wow. So I want you all to get this, okay? We had a full staff. Okay, 30 seconds. Yeah, we had a full staff of people um, that was in place. Now we don't, we, we only have Mike, Padilla, and maybe one more person. Maybe. Clooney's still there, isn't he? I said maybe one more person. <laughs> <laughs> you said take 30 seconds. Now, you, you mentioned the name, I'd, and now that take, like, I'm take a distance. I'm sorry. So all I'm, I'm sorry. saying is if we don't get involved, people, it's going to be a whole lot worse before, before it gets better. So, so I'm encouraging each and every one of you that are under the sound of my voice that can hear me and hear me well. Y'all, we need to write the BOT, all of them. The president yes. needs to be written. He needs to be corrected. He needs to be rebuked. He needs to be openly put to task because this is unacceptable for a school of our stature. We're going to talk more about that call to action uh, that uh, that uh, has to happen. We'll, we'll talk about that here coming up a little bit later in the show. But let's take a quick break because we're going to get into talking about the volleyball season uh, talk with our SWAC championship coach, Coach Gokhan Yilmaz, and start talking about this upcoming season as the Lady Rattlers get ready to run it back in the SWAC and go for a back-to-back championship. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. <laughs> wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. They say things are bigger in Texas. Well, Texas Cowboy Dust delivers big flavors every time. A flavorful blend of onion, Himalayan pink salt, dried shiitake mushrooms, and other ingredients that pair marvelously with steak, other red meats, and just about anything else you can cook. This versatile blend is all you need. 
If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. Bounty versus the old family dish towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Itchy. Squirmy. Scratchy. Family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, Kofi, and it's a pleasure to be joined by the champ. The champs are here representing our championship uh, volleyball team, SWAC champions 2021, Coach Gokhan Yilmaz. Coach, it's good to see you again. How you doing, sir? Um, so far, so good. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Great to be here. Hey, uh, you've always got a spot here, Coach. You were you were kind of one of our our first big uh, first big gets uh, on the show. We were a young show, and you know you you came on and you blessed us, and then all of a sudden you you had this great this great run, and so you know we are we as as Kofi said, you you're an OG uh, because you you're definitely a friend of the program, and so we always will will talk about uh, FAMU volleyball whenever we can. So. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, let's talk about the off season, Coach. What what's the summer and spring been like for you and for the uh, for the team? 
Uh, we had a pretty good spring, I would say. We were able to play a couple of competition dates. We're allowed to play for them. Um, we played two. We played a tournament at FSU and won a match against Jason. Uh, pretty successful. Uh, one of our transfers joined us uh, in the spring semester. Jones was here. He was able to out with the team uh, along with 10 other players. Uh, so that was good. It's all uh, fortunately middle work with the setters together for an extended period of time. Uh, summer, unfortunately, we're not allowed to do anything as volleyball. That's an ongoing fight with our coaches organization and NCAA. Uh, we're always jealous of basketball. They can train their kids, but uh, a lot. Uh, so we, we're not able to do anything. Um, and um, But I know some kids lifted here. They've been here lifting with our strength and conditioning coach, Nico. So that was good. And uh, lastly, uh, as soon as I heard I was going to be on the show, I heard good-looking people on the show, but they didn't work there twice. I didn't catch the guy to cut, to cut my hair, so it, it's, it's that part has been lacking a little bit. <laughs> That's all right, Coach. It's all right. Hey, look, you know, we, we're all in, we're in preseason mode, Coach. You know what I'm saying? We, we're in preseason mode, so it's, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, um... Um, I, I, so just to let people know, uh, your first practice for the new season is actually two, uh, Tuesday next week. Um, you, you, the NCAA only gives 17 days of practices prior to, so for the, uh, many people that was kind of shocking, you know, I'm not going to admit like I knew that, but it would just, it would just seem like you would get more time. Uh, so, so what kind of, when you, when you only get 17 days, what type of instruction or what type of guidelines do you try to give the team? Because obviously they have to do work on their own or in groups. So how does that work? What, what do you do or how do you, how do you advise them to, to, to at least be able to come in some kind of shape ready to go? Obviously it's very difficult. It's a very short time. If you think about it, um, and it's a matter of not um, overworking the kids so we don't face injury or having to sit them out um, some parts of the preseason. So you have to find that right balance. And out of those um, 17 days, obviously, you're going to give one of the Sundays off. Um, that's always there. And, uh, you know, there's a travel day before your first match. And your practice before the competition is a light press. Uh, it's a it's a very interesting mixture of how much you can push the players and how much you have to be uh, careful. We have um, we have an exhibition game against West Florida, which is a top twenty five Division two team. They're here on August nineteenth to play us. It's always a good rehearsal for to uh, play. Last year we played FSU. It helped us a lot with getting ready. Uh, this year we're playing somebody different since FSU is in our uh, regular season schedule. Uh, but returning a lot of players is really an advantage, and uh, incoming players being transferred is an advantage. They've gone through the war. They know the demands of a college season. They know how to take care of their bodies. They know what they need to be prepared in terms of uh, mental side of the game. Um, so I think that will be an advantage. And try to put everybody on the same page. I think we did a good job with it last year, but every team is new. Every season is new. So it starts uh, all over for us again. 
Go ahead, Kelvin. Coach, I want you to address a couple of things for me. The first thing I want you to talk about is how do you incorporate you, you have quite a few transfers uh, to add with your veteran squad that's returning. How do you incorporate them within a two-week period so that they're competitive uh, as possible for your early season games? And we are, you already talked about how, how you schedule your games uh, so that you prepare for the uh, postseason. So talk about the challenge of trying to incorporate new players into the system and having them ready by your first couple of weeks. And then um, talk about where your home games are going to be played at this year uh, because I think some folks was anticipating that those games would be at Gaither. Uh, so just talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, take on this is uh, always early in to keep um, our system uh, as simple as possible so it's easy to adjust for incoming kids it's very general uh, we don't run too many complicated plays we don't do anything crazy we don't have three uh, options for each scenario um, so we try to make it simple where people can be successful in, in certain situations and uh, again this year's team uh, I mean we're bringing some kids that played in Mountain West Conference uh, as very good back row players. Uh, we have one that's joining us was the SWAC libero of the year. The year before we joined, uh, the first one is Brooke Hudson. Second one is Jada Taylor. While Aja Jones was an exceptional player for Florida Gulf Coast. Um, we have uh, Brooke Watts uh, that's admitted to the university today. So that's great news. Uh, she was the number seven point scorer in the country. And Nina Sharpton uh, started for NC State. Uh, and was recruited very highly out of high school. So they all know how to play college game. And uh, for us to keep it simple early on, add box to that when the season is, has helped us a lot in the past. And we're planning on doing the same thing again. Um, Gaither is really interesting. And um, I don't want to call it disappointing, uh, but it's a working process. And uh, it has taken longer than what we expected. Uh, for various reasons, and you and I had several conferences. One that started the renovation had the idea of uh, playing volleyball, which I really like since I got here. I think it can be a great home court advantage for us. Uh, but the floor is done again. Um, the bleachers have issues. One, uh, one side doesn't come out, and we don't the place and uh, we also have some issues with the uh, goals moving and not moving all that type of stuff at the moment so um, locker rooms are issue in terms of uh, visiting team locker rooms officials locker rooms there's a lot goes into hosting an NCAA volleyball match especially in division one um, we will still hold of our practices in Gaither and uh, it is a more productive venue for us, size-wise. We can set up two courts sideways. It's uh, honestly easier to schedule. Um, I hope so. Uh, it's easier to schedule. Um, and uh, we have some practices in Al Lawson before we play. But uh, at this moment, it's not feasible uh, to play in Gaither, although the floor looks exceptional for volleyball. Uh, and we would love to play and call that uh, home of our volleyball team here at FAMU. 
everything needs a little bit more uh, and time to be put in it. Kofi, yeah, Kofi, go ahead. Uh, Coach, I don't think you realize, obviously, once the rumor mill gets started, a whole bunch of stuff gets thrown out there. So the first thing I want you to do is just confirm that you are the head coach, the head women's volleyball coach at Florida A&M University, and that you are not going to Grambling University to be their head coach. Uh, the next thing is also to um, – Take the time to uh, talk about, um, I want to say, the outlook for this year, uh, as opposed to where we were this time last year, having to deal with COVID. Wow, you put me on the spot like that. Okay. Um, so do you want me to answer it as Grambling State head coach or FAMU head coach? Yeah. Well, you best <laughs> go ahead and say the FAMU head coach. So popping off up in here for real. You would you get ready to set the whole internet all the way on fire, Coach. You already know. <laughs> well, uh, I I am proud to say I'm the head volleyball coach here. Oh no! Oh no! No! Wait a minute! Who came to get this going? Oh my god, I didn't even know that was something that was oh my goodness. Let's see. Let's give coach a minute. My gosh, the the snipers. I'm I'm telling you, man. Uh let's pay attention. So I didn't even know that was happening. but Kofi, boy, you let us down uh I don't know where these internet rumors are, but uh wow. Um to follow right, the footsteps of all right. Start over, coach. Hold on, coach. Coach, start start over again because you got you got sniped. You got sniped right as you were telling us who you were the head coach for. Oh, uh, I'm proud to say I'm the head volleyball coach here at Florida a and I'm not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> All right, great. Uh, I don't know where that rumor started. Our SID showed me some of the stuff that people are posting, uh, but um, I am I I am the head volleyball coach here. I'm I'm not going uh, anywhere. Um, uh, like I was saying, uh, I really love this university. I love the city of Tallahassee. Um, I really like our team. So, uh, I have no intention to leave at the moment. So, um, that's uh, where we are with that question. The next one is hoping that this year is going to be continuation from the last. And, um, we did some good things last year. Uh, we had some matches we could have won in preseason. Um, and, we are returning a good group of players back, and uh, I think our team is in good shape to add the transfers and uh, build on to what we did, but realizing that uh, every season is different. So uh, it has to be, again, a team and has its own identity and then move forward. But this is the progression of good programs where you start somewhere and then you add some kids. And just to give you an example, our 2023 class uh, is practically done. Um, we This is the first year we recruited early. We have all of our commitments uh, from really good volleyball parts of the country. And uh, I think that's going to keep building our program too. But I'm very optimistic about the season. And uh, that's why we scheduled uh, more difficult than we did last year. We have way more Power 5 matches and matches against teams that uh, we're thinking will be in the NCAA tournament. Hey, coach, let's let's talk about some of those returners and this 
this uh, this veteran group because as I did the math uh, looking at the roster, we actually have a very I mean it's a very veteran group as you've already pointed out. We have nine players on this year's team with at least four plus years of college volleyball experience. Nine. I mean, I mean that's like nine out of. Uh, if I did the math, we only have. Uh, where are my notes here? Nine, uh, nine out of 13. We have like three sophomores, two redshirt sophomores. Now that's according to the roster that I saw. Um, so when you have that kind of experience, and as you talked about the transfers um, and, and you talked about simplifying things, where what's the expectation level? What, what does this season, I mean, a 25-win season, um, you know what? What's the expectation of your veterans uh, for for this season? Always winning the first championship is difficult, but usually winning the second one uh, is difficult than the first because now the rest of the group that thought they should have won the year before are all chasing you, and complacency is a human trait. Uh, it's easy to fall complacent and uh, think that you're going to be able to do the same things you did the year before. You still have to work hard, and you still have to be ahead of the pack in order to be a champion. The goal here is to compete against difficult competition in preseason, that we would see different styles of volleyball that we might face during the NCAA tournament. And our conference goal is to be the conference tournament champion. Honestly, being a higher seed is important, but regular season doesn't get here. So our goal is to win on that third week of November. And that's what uh, we'll try to do again. And having an group experience is uh, something you cannot buy. You um, have to go through a lot of different things to experience. So I'm lucky to have a group that went through um, not only college seasons, but went through the COVID and the seasons we had NCAA sanctions, went through the times that they might be hurt or went through the times that they played um, through some of the injuries or some of the uh, pains and aches that they had. Um, so I think that's very valuable. And those type of players did very well uh, on my teams. Uh, that's the type of player I like. Um, so I think um, that always plays, uh, plays to our advantage. But we only graduate five this year. Um, so we have majority of the commitments coming back and we'll have a good group. We still have 10 coming back the following year. So I think we're set to continue, uh, at the successful path we started, uh, and, uh, just keep building on, uh, what we have currently. Um, real quick, before I toss it over to you, Kelvin, of course, uh, our key returners for, for folks who, uh, may be watching or tuning in. We have Dominique Washington coming back, the SWAC Player of the Year, SWAC Newcomer of the Year, uh, probably one of the best stories in NCAA volleyball, I would imagine. I mean, if you followed her track from where she was a role player at Georgia Tech to becoming, you know, what she what she excelled to, had to be one of the best stories in uh, college volleyball. And then Iramu Carr. Uh, redshirt senior uh, setter. She was the SWAC setter of the year, also first team SWAC. And returning Jasmine Robinson, a sophomore outside hitter. She was on SWAC second team this past year. 
uh, for for a brief moment, Coach. Talk about Dominique and Iram. Where can they go? How, how high is there another level for those two young ladies for this season? Uh, there is. They um, both are not only good volleyball players, but uh, very humble individuals that they understand they still have a lot of work to do. And uh, by that attitude, they um, are forcing the rest of our team to work hard. So those are not the kids that, that take it easy because they're good. They want to get better every day. And uh, I think that plays a lot into the team chemistry and the team culture and the program culture that everybody is trying to build around the country. So I'm lucky to have those two here. And um, But we also have several kids that are not mentioned due to the two, three. We have really great ones that are outshining those. But we have, uh, you mentioned Jasmine, we have um, several other ones that I have to go through all 15 of them. That, And the reason for that is they all have significant playing experience in NCAA level. So uh, we're expecting um, really productive practices and practices that people are pushing each other. And that's how you get the best out of your team and out of the individuals uh, that are here currently. Go ahead, Kelvin. Coach, size up the sweat for me this year in terms of volleyball. Um, I know Pine Bluff and, and uh, Jackson State have typically and Alabama State have typically been uh, the nemesis and, and, and some of the some of the tougher competition. But you know, the SWAT volleyball has been fairly balanced. Um, uh, but you know, they had there has been tears to it. Uh, I'm not sure what the you know everybody else has coming back and bought in have you paid attention to that and and what do you think sweat volleyball is this year this season only follow what the other two just trying to stay ahead of her also um recruit at least to the level of everybody else if not uh jackson state is bringing uh, their entire squad back uh they have a very nice graduate transfer from ucf morgan chambers was a very good player coming out of uh, high school. Uh, so she'll help them quite a bit. Uh, Alabama State is bringing pretty much their entire unit but one player. They added a very good uh, setter from Arizona. They're adding a nice back row player from uh, a Division II school in Arkansas. And I believe they're adding a kid from Georgia State. Um, so they are uh, going to be in a force to play. Um, I think Grambling, with everything, even everything that happened there, they have a good unit that uh, will be uh, competitive and will be uh, trying to place high in the conference. And uh, out of all the other ones, I think Southern has a very good uh, group coming in, a couple of nice freshmen that uh, we were watching early on as well. And uh, Prayer View added a lot of kids. Uh, I think I... Uh, which regularly uh, they're very optimistic with how physical those kids are. So I would expect them to be um, to be uh, good as well. Not saying the rest will not be competitive, but those are the ones that I have the most knowledge. Um, and uh, I'm expecting the level to improve, and I'm expecting actually more out-of-conference wins this year from everybody than we had in the past because the not only the athletics is improving, the level of play uh, the mastery of the game, um, the skill level, uh, tactical level, they're all improving. And it always helps to bring a lot of kids back. So I think this can be a really, 
really good year overall for, for the whole conference. Good, good, good stuff. Brian, you on a mute, I think. Sorry about that. Kofi, any final, any final thoughts or questions that you have for coach? Yeah. Uh, do you envision a scenario where uh, our volleyball a volleyball program will be able to compete at the Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four uh, one day? And if so, what do we need to do to make that transition? I think as lotters to be answered, um, the majority of the issue would be uh, how how your conference elevates because your conference needs to be able to win a lot of out of conference matches and that starts maybe with us or maybe with Alabama State or Jackson. So the pack that's leading the top four or five has to be getting several out of conference wins. But the other part of it is you need the support to be able to do that. And um, I know I I watch your show every week. Go ahead, Coach. No, we, we, we got to go ahead, okay. Coach. Sorry. I, I watched your show every week. I know you mentioned this, I think, last week, that you don't do a lot with little every time. If you want to do a lot, you need a lot. So you need right. to be able to support at the 16 level to get to that level. Uh, and I think that's the biggest hurdle for us where um that's right the program from your staff including them your strength coach your trainers or assistant coaches to the way you travel to the recruiting budget you have which I have zero at the moment um, everything plays into the fact that determines how much you can compete and who you can compete against good coaches and good players make a difference but to a certain extent you cannot be deficient in areas and uh, still consistently make it to the round of 16 and I'll give you several examples of this without saying specific schools but there has been some here and there if you look at the years teams that surprise everybody but then they never make it again back to that level because it comes back with that support and the culture you have I think that's where it would start where you're out of the first round and in order to do that, I think um, if you look at our roster, I mean, we do not have a full-time assistant. So I, it makes it very difficult for us to compete even with recruiting or scouting or practicing. So I think those are the pieces that need to come together first before we can talk about can we go around in the NCAA and that type of thing. Um, so it is a really layered conversation. Um, there is uh, things that uh, coaches put together, what the funding is for those type of teams or not even the funding for, um, you know, ACC or SEC. We're talking about Atlantic Sun um, or Sunbelt, those type of conferences. I think uh, it starts with elevating those. Then you couple that with good coaches. You couple that with uh, good players. Then you can go to places. But I'm going to finish it with saying this one. We can recruit to Florida A&M University. This is a place that is very attractive to the volleyball players. And you've seen the level of recruits that we've been attracting here. Uh, but we need 
that resource structure and the culture built in to be able to do more. So uh, I think that's the easiest way uh, to be able to answer that question. I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense, but um, no, you you uh, made uh, perfect sense. My take. Yeah. Yeah, you make perfect yeah. sense, and it's what's no, you nailed it, said. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Do more with do more with more is the is the motto that uh, we've been impressing upon as many people as we can. What What are you? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? You. I, had to make uh, sure, I was doing that to make sure I wasn't sniped. So oh, did no, Coach no, Gomez, no, did you, Coach Yilmaz get sniped because he's sitting there real I, still. He, he, Coach, if you do yeah, like he, this, he, I know you didn't get sniped. He ain't doing like that. He's still there. He's still there. Okay. No, look. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, no, do more with more is the motto. And, of course, look, I, I know I'm going to, again, tell everybody the same time we telling people to write letters, we telling you we have to still support our student athletes, we have to find a way. We have to, we have to deal with the bull junk that we are seeing going on out there, but we still have to support. So our volleyball program has needs. We need to make those donations. You can make those donations, I'm sure, through the FAMU Foundation and specifically target them to the volleyball program. I know uh, Dr. Lori and her group out there, I know they're all about the specifically the women's athletic programs uh, like volleyball and like basketball. And so all of our coaches, we need your support. And I know I know what that sounds like as I'm telling you all that because you're like, ah, all this stuff going on. Yes, we know it's a mess. We know, but we still, we have good programs in spite of. So this is a championship team. We need to make sure that our girls, when they hit the road, uh, when they go to NC State and play Kansas State, that they have great accommodations. They got food that's taken. We need we need to make sure it's a first class trip for them. Uh, so, uh, all right, our producer there, Mel. Uh, let's see. Let's make yeah. We let's Mel. I think we we. Man, we got to fix that. Go back to the three shot there, Mel. Well, we're we're ahead of ourselves here. We're ahead of Bam! ourselves. Somehow we got. Somebody. I think I think we might have logged on over here. Yeah. Well, something. You, yeah. Who knows what 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 code did you give the coaches there, Kelvin? Though no, we have to look at that. But anyway. Oh, um, oh my goodness. Okay. Well, hey. Um, so yeah, we we want you all to go ahead and support our our uh, women's volleyball program. Uh, Before we go to a break, I did want to spotlight a few key opponents upcoming. August 31st uh, at Florida State University. That's when the uh, Lady Rattlers take on Florida State. That is a regular season contest. They're on the road over at Florida State. September 2nd is the first regular season home game. That's against Yale. And, And as we said earlier, those games this year, Going to be played in the Lawson Center. Uh, there is a preseason match in the Lawson Center on August 19th. Um, another key date, September 10th, the Lady Rattlers travel to North Carolina A&T. It's interesting. What's so, I'm not even going to ask what's funny. I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> November, uh, what I say? September 10th, Please North Carolina A&T. Please ask. What? Ask. 
No, I'm not going to ask. Because I'm trying to get to these key dates. No, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask. It's interesting. Hey, Kelvin, uh, I'm going to talk to you. I'm not talking to Kofi. North Carolina A&T is actually ranked according to Massey ratings with a higher rating than FAMU. I, so that that's an interesting matchup there on September 10th. September 23rd is the first SWAT game of the season uh, as FAMU travels to take on Bethune-Cookman. October 14th, that's when we have the matchup against Jackson State University. Uh, and then November 11th, we host Jackson State. So that's uh, those are the two games right there. And just so people know, FAMU has four top 100 opponents this year, according to Massey. That's uh, North Carolina State, Kansas State, Florida State, and Ole Miss. So a full loaded schedule uh, coming up. All right. Uh, let's take a break because we do have our next guest lined up apparently. So uh, let's get ready to do that. And we're going to talk to uh, Coach Mike Rice uh, coming up on the other side. You're watching ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. One bite of 100% Angus beef ballpark frank, and you'll say... Hello, summer. Oh, yeah. It's ballpark season. Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Sugar Chateau Desserts is a specialty bakery located in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We will create delicious and one-of-a-kind treats for any occasion. Sugar Chateau is currently shipping cakes in a jar, offering a variety of different flavors in a single-serve container that can help you celebrate in accordance with social distancing. Place your orders today by calling 803-526-7895 or visiting SugarChateauDesserts.com. Whether it's advice on managing your anxiety or tools to help you stay grounded, 
Coping 19 provides a range of resources and self-care tips to help you cope with this pandemic. We can help. Find the resources that work best for you at coping-19.org. For my people that don't get to see me Trying to remind you who you are Just like in Romans 3 See we about to blow across the world Just like a day that's breezy This motivation for the people And this classic Bible teaching say Hey, this for my people that don't get to see me Trying to remind you who you are Just like in Romans 3 See we about to blow across the world Just like a day that's breezy This motivation for the people And this classic Bible teaching Hey, this is Carlos Brown, letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Carlos Brown Show and Black College Sports Network. Online at www.mybcsn.net and on the BCSN app available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. You see, Head and Shoulders has a scalp shield technology protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head and Shoulders scalp shield. Never not working. Spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. G strike zone, Brian Kelvin and Kofi want to give a quick shout out. First off to coach Gokhan Yilmaz apologies on a little technical snafu. We appreciate him and his time. Uh, Kelvin, make sure we, we send out some uh, uh, note to coach and let him know we, we appreciate him and that we'll make sure. Uh, but, but we need y'all to go ahead and give that support though, for real. That that's also the most important part. Uh, as you can see, joining us right now, uh, uh, what we like to call another, another OG, another champ, uh, a friend of the ONG. It's uh, Coach Mike Rice. Uh, unfortunately, we have to say our former men's uh, golf coach, but he's he's uh, going to be doing big things in uh, Prairie View, Texas, as he's going to be leading the uh, men and women's golf program at Prairie View. Coach Rice, thanks for coming on and joining us. How are you doing this evening? Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. But I still have two more days on the hill, so I'm not quite former yet. Uh, as of next week, I will be uh, officially the Prairie View University head men's women's uh, head coach. So still got a couple of days. 
Right, and and I, and I should have led by saying definitely as a as an All American and a FAMU Hall of Famer. That's where I really should have led. So my apologies for for that. You know, when when you get all them titles, coaches, sometimes I us us, us people who do the introductions, we got to figure out the right order of things. So you're always a rattler, though. So that that's one of the things I had to make sure we highlight. Uh, talk a little bit about what the. What what has the last month uh, been like for you and your family? So it's it's been crazy. Uh, first, want to say y'all had Gokhan on, and I, and he's a real real down to earth guy. But I can tell y'all, he's a heck of a coach. We got one of a kind there. He is the best volleyball coach in the SWAC period, and so he doesn't give himself enough credit. I'm gonna give it to him. I've got to know him really well, along with all of our coaches, but. Uh, that guy's special. We gotta keep him around. So, um, but after that, to say you know, last last month's been crazy. Uh, it's, it it took me a long time to make the decision. Um, obviously, I am a rattler forever and ever. That never goes away. And, and that 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 was a big you know part of trying to get over was you know I love FAMU. That that never changes. Uh, but have an opportunity at Prairie View University to to kind of go out there and, and do something a little different and maybe, you know, what they say, spread your wings and, and, and you know, still be able to touch these young people. And, and that's what I'm, I'm really excited about. Took a little while. You know, family is definitely 100% in. Uh, they'll be staying in Tallahassee for at least a couple of years. Uh, as my daughter has to graduate high school and I have a son getting ready to head to go to, to high school as well. But um, just a great opportunity to, to grow another program and see what I can do out there uh, with the resources they have. Um, Prairie View University is an amazing campus, gorgeous, uh, with just a lot of potential. Go ahead, Kelvin. Go, John. Uh, talk about um, the, the opportunity and, and the decision. Um, ultimately, uh, I understand, you know, uh, more resources you're doing men and women. Um, you, 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 you've coached women before, though. We just didn't have a women's team. Uh, but just, just talk about your journey from the offer to the decision to, to, to make that transition and um and you know your what you anticipate your your first uh your first couple of weeks first month away from Tallahassee and and putting that program together just kind of talk about the journey so again yeah it is men and women which is different um you know I was fighting for here you know, I still think we need to get a, a women's program here at FAMU. I think that's a must and something that continues. We need to continue to have talks about. Um, I think, uh, again, there, there's a lot of young women out there that, that want to come to FAMU and play golf. And, and there's going to be a program out there where I get to get a chance to, to coach the women, which will be a first for me in college golf. You're right. I have coached women before, especially given – you know, lessons in that over the years. Um, so that that's exciting to grow that, to see what that's like. Um, program out there, uh, you know, they went went a whole year with no coach. So 
uh, no recruiting for a year, you know, sets you back a little bit. But uh, they they have a, a program that's been very successful. They won three out of the last four SWAC events on the men's side. So the men have been very successful, and, and the women have competed at a high level as well. So the program is not like starting over. Uh, it's just going out there and trying to improve it and and grow it to what I think is it just has a lot of potential out there to grow to something that, um, you know, I think would be harder to do at FAMU at this moment in time. Go ahead, Kofi. So uh, why would it be hard? <laughs> uh, look, resources in Texas are different than resources in, in Florida. Um you know, somebody, people have been telling me, you know, Texas got all that money. Uh, they do. And uh, that was one of the things that enticed me was to have a, a bigger budget to work with. Um, and then, you know, just they have land out there that's crazy. Uh, you know, one of the things that I want to do when I get out there is build a practice facility for the teams, uh, build a driving range with, you know, a short game area, you know, we've done something similar on campus, but out there, I mean, they could build golf courses and never touch all their land. To me, that's, that gives me a lot of, a lot of potential to, to grow a program in a whole different area that no HBCU has ever been in. Uh, so, um, you know, resources as, I mean, GoCon talked about it, you know, if we want to grow programs to that next level, you got to have those resources to do it. And, you know, I feel like at Prairie View, we have those. Uh, right here, we're still fighting for them. And, you know, hopefully, and I say this, I've been around here for 10 years. Hopefully we get an AD in there that can can help with that. And everybody knows that. It's not a secret. We need an AD in there that can support these programs and, and go out and fundraise and, and bring the money into athletics so that we can support, you know, the the, the Olympic sports. I will say smaller, the Olympic sports, uh, because it, it's just it's harder. That mean we can. We proved on in golf, you know, we could be successful, no question about it. Um, but we could be even more successful, you know, when you talk to Gokhan about going to Final Fours and Elite Eight and Sweet Sixteens. Those things are possible, but you got to have resources to do it. And uh, we, we just need to get there. And, look, I'm leaving FAMU. My money is coming back. I will still send it every month because I bleed – Orange and green, that will never go away. Uh, but we gotta, we gotta do a better job of, of supporting athletics and bringing the money in. That's really what it is. All about the money at the end of the day. So, do you feel as though the what what needs to click? Okay, so we are we already know that we have to have an AD um, from an administrative standpoint and BOT standpoint. Is there more that they can do? And if so, where would you like to see that support? I mean, again, Colby, I think it still comes down to money, right? Budgets. Uh, you know, we need to we need to improve the and I don't want to say improve because we have great workers. We have great coaches, no question about it. But we need more of it. You know, we need more academic advisors, we need more, you know, we need more coaches. We need we need money for for travel. We need you know again it all comes down to that. If you don't have it, you can't bring the people in to support the student athletes and the coaches. And 
when you don't have that, it's, it's hard to get to that level that all of us know that we're capable of. I mean, we know what FAMU can, where we can go, no doubt about it. I mean, it, it, the sky is the limit. And but but we got to have the the resources and the money to do it. How about coach? Um, I I'm, I had a thought, at coaches. You were talking about Prairie View putting forth uh, money. Um, was the vision of not only the the land, the financial backing, but maybe even being—I mean, Purview, as you stated, they they had success in their golf program, and and having talked to some alums there, Purview, uh, the, you know, their previous coach, they they messed that up, uh, according to people I've talked to. So that opportunity was there. Uh, as you envision the future of what you're looking to build, is a national program uh very similar to what you were building here at FAMU but even going to another level more realistic is that something that you were able to sell them on in terms of a vision of where you wanted to go hey coach uh, coach, yeah. coach before you answer that talk in, in answering that talk about the resources that you you have going in in terms of coaches assistant coaches some of those resources be specific because rally nation need exactly. to hear this so um yes i mean I, I think the investment they're making can allow us to get to that national level all right and saying that you know there were a few things that i was asking for in order for them to make it happen they're 100 percent behind what 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 i bring to the table which is nice right you know you you want people to want you, right? And so that's always nice, but you know, obviously they've seen what I've done at FAMU and been able to grow our program to where it is, to take that there and, and then them to to give me the resources and some of those that you know Kevin's talking about is having a full time assistant, right? That's nice to have you know, we have I have an assistant at FAMU and Mia Campbell does an amazing job. Uh, but she's also a full time graduate student. Um, and and that that changes what you could do because eventually school is going to be first, and that's always going to be on my mind. Is that she's got you know with just with our athletes, school comes first, the grades are number one, and so you know having the full time plus a GA out there is is helpful. I mean that gives me hands that I don't have now. Um, the budget is way bigger. I don't tell you what that is, but it's way bigger than what I have here to work with. Uh, so those are the things that definitely. When I started looking into this, I was like, wow, you know, I could take, you know, hopefully take it to the next level. And, and you know, I, and I'm going to say this, the best talent we've ever had on this campus is coming back next year. I will tell you that now, whoever comes in and I pray we get a good coach behind me, they've inherited something really, really good. And a team that's going to go for years. And, and compete because we're really young. But the town is, is, and that was tough to leave behind. That was a big, you know, can I really, you know, leaving these guys behind knowing how good we are is a, is a hard decision to make. Just like leaving my family home was an even bigger decision to make. Uh, but I just see the potential out there as being so big that, uh, you know, being able to grow, grow something uh, into something that, you know, really can make HBCU proud 
And, you know, at the end of the day, that's still what I'm doing and that's what I want to do. I don't think my job is done. I think my calling is to coach. I can influence some people that maybe some other coaches that don't look like me can. And I'm going to push that umbrella until I finish coaching that, you know, my teams will always look different uh, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recruit those kids that I think should be at that university. and and maybe not you know some of these other programs are going in another direction that they just want to win i'm not i'm not behind that so um i think we can do it and again i'm excited again i love famu i am so appreciative to have the opportunity to coach at famu and so many friends and that are life friends that, that i'll be bringing with me and you know so i'm not i just see a potential there that is what enticed me to go if you would, for a minute, Coach, talk uh, talk about how tough the conversations were that you had with the your players, uh, the many of the young guys, guys that you brought in, and you, you know their families, and uh, talk a little bit about how tough those conversations were for you uh, when you when you had to share the news with them. Well, I think just like Rattler Nation was shocked, they were even more shocked, right? And so I had never, you know, intentions of leaving FAMU were not in me. Um, I enjoy being at FAMU. I love what I do. Um, so having that conversation, they were shocked. And um, it wasn't an easy conversation. I, I, you know, gave them my advice, which was to stay at FAMU and to stay there and, you know, finish what what they came there to do. And, you know, if they're not happy, they know where I am, right? And at the end of the day, we want these guys to be happy and successful. Um, I think the new guys or newer guy probably took it harder than anybody else. Uh, you know, when you're recruiting these kids, you have, you know, two and three year relationships with them. And then a lot of times they pick to come there because of the coach. And then to find out the coach ain't coming, you know, that's that's tough on a you know, 18, 17 or 18 year old kid, you know, and, and, you know, so those have been, and then parents as well, you know, they're calling too, like, you know, I'm still working the next two days to still work and make sure that everything is ready for them when they get here. So it's a smooth transition. Uh, I do not want the program to go down. I think we're at a high level and whoever comes in, I want them to succeed as well. So, um, but those, those conversations are still going on, so they're not, you know, dead yet either. Uh, and they're still trying to work through with some of these parents. So. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Coach. Uh, Kelvin, give you the last word uh, before we close this segment with Coach Rice. Well, I think we've, we've got some, uh, some special guests that want to say something to Coach. And um, Coach knows – I, I've seen some pictures uh, today, and of course, in my own household, uh, my little one and my wife uh, gave some presentations. But Coach Rice is very highly thought of. Uh, many constituents across the university spectrum. Uh, he's been there. He's been available, and he supported the university not just with athletics, but uh, other academic units and whoever else he could. You know, and he's been advocate. So when people find out he was going to be on the show, uh, there was a lot of inquiries and there was a lot of people who wanted to publicly give him his flowers before he get out of here, you know, show that rattler love. So 
I don't know if Mel has uh, I, I, one of our guests or two of our guests. I don't know if both of them on there or not, but have our guests ready. But if she does, now would be a good time to um, bring those, those those folks who wanted to say something to you. Hey, P. What's good, hey, Coach? How you doing, Pip? Hey, every time I see you, I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, that's my Coach, guy right there, AP. I'm going to say, Coach, won't you introduce your guy? And then um, um, <laughs> Pip, uh, once Coach introduce you, uh, go ahead and uh, share whatever you'd like to share with Bradley Nation about uh, by, by Coach. Yeah, so this is this is one of my first guys. Uh, when I came on as an assistant coach, Fitz, how long has it been? Ten years. Good gracious, ten a, years. I was, a, I was a freshman. He was a freshman. So when I came on, this was a guy that, you know, I spent hours and hours with. We, we created a relationship and, and a bond, uh, really working hard on his game. Look, ain't too many work harder than that guy right there. Um, uh, but, you know, he, he's he's a gem. I promise you that. I'd love to see him come back here, coach. I'd put a word in for him for sure. Okay, okay. Wow. Go ahead, Anthony. What, what, do, you, what do you got for coach? Hey, um, tell, tell everybody what you're doing first, and then, okay. and then yeah, uh, yeah. go ahead and talk about coach. Yeah, my name is uh, Anthony Phipps. Uh, I'm from Orlando, Florida. I played under Coach Rice from 2000, a freshman, 2011 to 2015. Um, and uh, since then, I, I turned pro and I played mini tour golf um, throughout Florida and been traveling and and trying to, I, you know, I did actually, I did qualify for a PGA Tour event and trying to get back out there eventually. Um so, like I said, let's rewind the tapes back to two. That was fall 2011. Uh, coach Rice came in. He was assistant coach. And to see how far the program has has come since 10 years ago to now is is amazing. Um, and like Coach Rice just said, that right off rip, me and him got along uh, very well. He helped me out with my with my golf game, my swing, my course management. Um, and you know, I tell people that if you can't get along with Coach Rice, then I think I think you're the problem because <laughs> this guy is he's 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 a he's a good guy. So, um, and Coach, you remember uh, probably my junior year, you know, just see the ups and downs of of the family golf team, and probably but what you're going to have to deal with that Prairie View is that you know it's we started out what I think we had. Four was me, Randon, Amari, and Justin. My sophomore year, um, mm-hmm. and then we we got cut. We got suspended. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember they they spent the program and Coach Rice and Coach Green uh, fought their way back, and we were able to come back the next semester. And that semester, we finished second at PJ Minority. We were trying to we were trying so hard to win it, man. Uh, but I'm glad that 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 coach finally. Um, was able to bring um, some good recruits in, and ended up winning MEAC, and 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 now you know it's one of the best HBCU of the best HBCU golf program in the country. 
it's been hard work. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, we put, yeah. put a lot of time in to grow it, but he was right. That, that year, we almost we almost ran him down. And at one point, you know, again, you're out there under the moment. You don't know what's going on. Looking back, we had run him down. We had, we had spotted him a lot of shots, but we just we kind of gave up a couple on the last. They ended up coming right. through. But, but that was uh, – yeah, Yes, sir. So, Phil, why was it important for you to, to come on the show and just uh, public acknowledge – Coach Rice and his contributions to, to your game and to family. Um, like I said, just just like I said, I, I still keep in touch with Coach Rice ever since I I graduated FAMU. Um, every time I come up Tallahassee, I play the Tallahassee Open every year. I come up first person I hit up, Coach Rice, and it's just that, like I said, that relationship we had right off right off the bat. Uh, it was just something that, you know, it just happened so naturally, and. You know, one of my fondest moments of Coach Rice is uh, about maybe four years ago, you know, I'm traveling and playing tournaments and, you know, I'm doing qualifiers every week before a, a PGA Tour tournament, there's a, there's a qualifier that anybody can sign up for. And as long as you finish in the top, I don't know, 10 out of 80 people, um, you move on to the second and final round of qualifying. And if you make it through that stage, you get to play in the PGA Tournament. So... That particular week, it was November. Um, it was in Brunswick, Georgia. I remember this vividly. I made it to the first round by myself. Um, so I came in like, you know, the top 10. And then it was my first, you know, it's called a PJ Tour Monday qualifier. So all the big guys are there. And to be honest, this is my first time. I've actually was pretty nervous. So I hit up a few people and I was. it was last minute. I said, hey, I need a caddy. I hit up my boys. I need a caddy. I got to work. It's Monday. I got to work. So I said, man, let me hit up Coach Rice. And I think from Brunswick to Tallahassee, what was it about? Three-hour drive, Coach? I don't know. Four-hour drive? Yeah, and yeah. that morning, that Monday morning, Coach Rice probably woke up 4 o'clock in the morning, drove from, from Brunswick, I mean, from Tallahassee to Brunswick. And caddy and watched him and caddy and carried my bag in that Monday qualifier. Even though know, I didn't make it, but stuff, small stuff like that, man, I, I, I'll never forget about that's Coach Rice. Yeah, yeah, that's big. That's awesome. Big heart. That's awesome. Great guy. Look, yeah, I would, I wouldn't have missed uh, it for nothing either. What a great experience. <laughs> it was. Uh, Anthony, what uh, what would you hope that the uh, those who might be listening, because we know they listen, uh, what would you hope that our um, administration brings in? What type of person, uh, what type of uh, leader? I know Coach Rice is hard to duplicate. Uh, what would you yeah. want to see FAMU bring in to help continue leading this program? Um, you know, they're going to have obviously big shoes to fill, but, um, you know, just like you said, it, it, like I said, it took, it takes time, just patience, you know, it takes patience. Golf is not a game where you can, like to any other sport or life, it takes time. It had got to have the resources. So like I mentioned, you know, coach Rice came in, started helping the program 10 years ago, year after year after year, we started seeing those you know, those, just those building blocks and they were able to, you know, win a MEAC championship, what, well, last year, coach? So, um, 
it takes time. It's going to take patience. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, but I think if they're providing, you know, the right, um, you know, resources and, and, and I'm sure coach Rice is going to point them in the right direction. You know, I, I, I have people hitting me up asking about a family golf team. So first person I hit up is, you know, coach Rice, I got someone for you. So, um, I'll be more, more than glad to help out the next coach align. Uh, because, you know, I love, I love my HBC. I love my family and I want to see him succeed. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, Anthony, let people know how they can find you. Let, let, let Rattler, if Rattler Nation isn't uh, following you on Twitter or Instagram, how can they reach you? How can they find you? I think he froze up. Did we lose him there? The sniper. Yeah. The sniper. Um, <laughs> hey. Coach, that that uh, speaks volumes, man. That you, uh, uh, your 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 former players, and uh, that he's well removed uh, from from being a. Oh, we got you back, Anthony. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Hey, I just yeah. wanted to let let Rattler Nation know how they can reach you. Give out your uh, your social media uh, tags so people yeah. can can reach you. Yeah, I'm on uh, Anthony Phipps. I'm on Instagram. AP. My initials AP underscore two T W O, and uh, I have some some follow my golf journey there. Um, you know I'm still working FAMU, and um, but like I said, I'm still supporting Coach Rice in his endeavors at our Prairie View for sure. I appreciate that tip. Yes, sir. Well said. Well, spread spread the word, uh, Anthony. Man, uh, we're trying to get this. We're trying to get a movement going. Do more with more. We're tired of of uh, building and, and working off of crumbs. We got too much good talent, uh, like yourself. Good good coaches like Coach Rice. Uh, we we just got to do more with more. So keep spreading the flames, and, uh, and and as many people as you can tell, we need to keep finding ways of supporting all of our programs. And and one last thing, and like I think that what made you know the family golf team like the family was so tight that and Coach Rice knows that all of us, all of my former teammates and I, we still keep in touch. Um, Shepard Archie, Justin Stills, and Mario, like Amari Whitmore, I've made some of my best friends from from family golf team. So, and I, you know, I think I think that's the family environment as well. But man, that golf connection. Right. That family was—it's—it's it's incredible. Those are, you know, those are some of my best friends that I met, and it's because of those battles that we went through uh, on the golf course, uh, losing, you know, being losing our golf program, small stuff like that. Uh, that just held, held us held us a little bit tighter together. Yeah, it's important. Well, well That's well we pushed push that hard on this on on golf, especially at FAMU that. You know, team is going to be a family. We're going to be close. It's, you know, Pip tells that story. I tell this. My roommate was in town this week, and uh, his daughter just graduated from FAMU. He's trying to find a place to move her stuff. All the storage areas are closed, so he calls me up and says, hey, you, you got somewhere where I can store it? Absolutely. Bring it by. I wasn't even here. I was out of town. I said, come on by. The wife will find a spot for you. So the same, and, uh, you know, when I was playing at FAMU the same way, those are my, still my best, you know, some of my best friends. So, you know, I think that's something that we carried along. It's something that I did. I think that's important, especially if you're going to succeed as well. And I think that's important for whoever comes in to continue that. 
uh, legacy. Well said. Well so said. Coach Obadiah. Right right <laughs> yes, sir. Coach, coach give me the last right word. Back. That's right. Uh, uh, Anthony, give 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 the handle out again one more time. Hold on, coach. Get get a handle out one more time, Anthony, just in case they didn't hear you in the chat. Yeah. It's uh AP the, the letters AP underscore T W L. AP underscore two. All right, Rattler Nation, please make sure to go follow Anthony Phipps out there. Uh, Coach Rice, last word is yours. You know, you're an OG. Uh, it's not going to be the last time we see you, uh, but uh, your, your last couple of days as the as the head men's golf coach, so we want to give you the last word. Well, first of all, I appreciate y'all having me on. Definitely support that young man right there. He's busting his tail to, to, to play professional golf, which is not easy. And obviously, still repping FAMU, and, and you know we know how much we love FAMU, uh, right? And uh, saying that, look, you know it's probably been the best ten years of my life being up there, you know, being able to to influence these young men and have something, you know, the end of the day that I get a chance to be a part of their life and their parents' lives, and, and to me that's more important than the wins and. Uh, and then just creating these life memories that we've been able to do for these young guys and giving them experiences that they'll never forget is, is huge to me. But, look, I'm a rattler for life. Like I said, I will continue to send my money back to support uh, FAMU, and I'm just appreciative to have the opportunity to coach this team, you know, for 10 years, four years as head coach. And, you know, I hope whoever comes in after me can take it and grow it and, and move it in the right direction. And I'm going to do everything I can to support whoever that is. And, and uh, again, you know, I love FAMU and, you know, I'm FAMU for life. Thank you, coach. Thank you for everything you, 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 you have done, you, you are doing, and you will do in the future. We appreciate you and we love you. Amen. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Coach. I love you thank too. You. Hey, peace. See you, you soon, Anthony. man. Right, Thanks for coming on, one. Thanks for coming thank on, AP. Best of luck out there. Coach Rice, we appreciate you, and thank you. Uh, let's take a break, guys. Uh, coming back with more, you're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. Let's face it. Shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. That's why when it comes to your auto, home, and life insurance needs, make things simple and trust the experts at Allstate. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your life, home, and auto policies. Bundling saves you money, sure, but it also saves you time, so you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact me, Tammy Haynes, your local agent, for a free personalized insurance quote. Allstate, are you in good hands? Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your family. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dash as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, 
on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. Wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, Kofi. It never seems like there's enough time when we do this show, fellas. Um, Again, appreciate uh, Coach Gokhan. Uh, for coming on. Appreciate Coach Rice, uh, Anthony Phipps for coming on in the last segment. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot, so much going on this time of the year. Um, again, I, I feel like I have to, again, emphasize our call to action because I really was thinking this and I put this in the the chat. I, 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 we talked about writing and finding those board, uh, uh, those trustees names. And we have to, we have to, have to, have to personalize our letters. And I, I've been thinking about what my letter is going to be um, as I send it to each of them individually. And I want them to see who it comes from. Um, and I'm just one person, but I'm hoping that each of you who are watching us, and you'll see sometimes, like, I see the, the the university continually telling us, hey, so-and-so gave this much amount of money. Hey, that's great. When are we ever going to see a post about such-and-such gave this amount of money to athletics? So-and-so, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm just, I continue, I understand there are more, it's more, but more things happening than athletics, but athletics is a part of the university. It is not a separate entity. It is just as important as nursing, the law school, the engineering, the business school, the, the, the communications and journalism school, uh, it, it, health and allied sciences. It's just as important as all of those other entities, but it continues to be relegated to the back seat but in 24 days we will all be whether it be in chapel hill north carolina or we will be watching in our homes and celebrating putting on proudly our orange and green and bragging to whoever will listen about how great our football program is but at the same time that we're doing that we're 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 neglect and we will we will allow the people who could make the biggest influences and decision makers we will allow them to continue to put on their put on their put on their robe their orange and green robe and brag about family and how great we are and how we brag different but we don't invest different we don't invest different in our athletic department i'm you know so 
you know, I don't know. Sometimes it can be a little heartbreaking, guys, and I, I know it. It, it it is what it is, and I and I think when I when I used to be less invested, I I didn't I maybe didn't care as much, but as I have been more invested, it hurts more, and I get agitated more. I go to go to work frustrated, and you know I I'm, I'm starting Twitter Twitter fights and stuff like that, and but anyway. Um, Let's move on. But anyway, I'm just going to call to action as Kobe has told you. We need to write the letters. We need to personalize our stories from our perspective. And maybe, maybe, maybe if we do enough of it, one board, maybe two trustee members, who knows, maybe a third, maybe three trustee members will step up and continue and push the fight and let people know that what is happening is unacceptable. We have lost a softball coach, a golf coach. Uh, who else have we lost? Uh, we lost a men's track, track. Yes. Men's track, women's track too. I, I mean, so that's. Assistant football half coach. Half the spring sports. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what are we, where are we going? Where, how are we filling these positions? Who's, who's making the hires to fill these positions? And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, I ain't even going to say it, man. But anyway, we got some problems. Championship, that by, way, need to be, by, the way, by, by the way, Brian, we, we're talking championship coaches, right? Yes. Go, go yes. Is a championship coach, and he's still here. Yes. But he talked about resources. Still here. Uh, coach, coach, coach Rice, a championship coach. And again, he mentioned resources. Uh, you've heard us talk about the 8.5 million budget. Uh, and we talk about how many ADs we've had and, and so forth. People is bigger than the AD. Doesn't matter who's in an AD's chair. Until we have the vision at the top, at the executive level, then this is where we are. We will not retain great coaches. We will not consistently as a program be champions you know we have peaks and valleys until we start to invest as champions hey like like Kofi said last week was it anyway i all right let's 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 move forward um what i say uh i was going to talk about you you i think it was you who pointed out that we're playing with a d2 mentality a d2 budget mentality um which is true which is true, and I and I've, I've I've told people anybody who listen to me, I believe you know there are presidents, uh, and it's not just ours. I think there are presidents in HBCU athletics who 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 don't view athletics the way more people in the general population view athletics. You know, they they view it more from the academic side more from the Ivy League side where they value their uh, academics and say athletics is just extracurricular. You know, we, we, we're not invested in trying to win championships. They say we, we always talk about winning championships. That's not what they're invested in. And we have presidents who are like that. Uh, who knows? Ours may be one of them. I'm just saying. Um, but uh, anyway. Billion dollar business. College athletics is a billion dollar business. It is. So they can do decide. Yeah, yeah, it, it is, and, and you know what? But the academic side of the academic side is a business too. 
And so they playing the other side of it versus getting in to, you know, who knows? I, I you know, I don't know. But uh, anyway, we, we got four, uh, 24, 24 days until we take on North Carolina in Chapel Hill. Uh, I'm curious, those of you who are in the chat rooms, are you guys making plans on traveling to Chapel Hill for this game? Or are you just going to plan on sitting in and watching it on the ACC network? I'm curious what kind of what kind of crowd we will have traveling up to North Carolina. Maybe we got a good contingent of Rattlers in the Triangle region up there in uh, North Carolina that will be making the trip. Um, one of the spotlight units, guys, that I want to transition to because we talked about wanting to make sure we talk about particular units, particular position groups, uh, is our offensive line group. Um, you know, and, and good points. Uh, we had our good Marcus Green put together some information for us um, just to kind of shell out some names uh, to let people know what we're dealing with here in terms of this offensive line group. Uh, seven departures from last year's group. Some of the names uh, start with Keenan Forbes, who uh, signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, also, uh, Jay Jackson Williams and Jalen Spady, two guys who are in part of the um, XFL draft pool. Um, also, Michael Arnold, uh, Jalen Brayboy, Orlando Heggs the second, guys who have departed. Uh, Delonious Kabir uh, left via the transfer portal. Uh, we have eight returners coming back on this offensive line group. Uh, some of the names start with Cameron Coven, who I believe was preseason or second team SWAC. Second team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Brian Crawford, Kamari Thomas, TJ Lee, Kendarius Cunningham, um, Charles Davis, Ricky Taylor, Chad Brooks. Those are just some of the returnees. And, and then we get into talking about some of the newcomers. And, and I think that that's interesting from the standpoint of who these newcomers are. Uh, you definitely can start with guys like uh, uh, Jalen Goss, who came over from Florida state, Christopher Williams, who also came from Florida state. Uh, he went to records. Uh, Cesar Reyes, who came over from South Florida. Um, those are just some of the uh, transfer names, along with a couple other smaller school transfer guys, uh, Darion Whedon, uh, who went to Cisco College. I believe that's a junior college. Morgan yeah. Moore came from Texas State. Um, and, and then we had uh, a, a couple of the freshmen, such as TJ Demas, who came over from Central, uh, excuse me, from Clearwater Central Catholic. And Myron Ward, who went to Rickards. Tommy Bridgewater also came over from first coast. So uh, as you think about Kelvin or Kofi, as you think about this offensive line group, what's our ceiling? What What's the expectation? What are we hoping for from this offensive line group? A consistent running game, which will open up really the passing game and uh, minimal sacks, but, I, I personally want to see these guys really be aggressive and really come off the ball. Um, that helps us with time of possession and puts us uh, in control of the ball game. I don't care. I know we love to see um, a ton of points through the air, 
But there is really no defense for a team that can consistently run the football. And I think if we look back even uh, last year with the games that we had, including Jackson State and the University of South Florida, that had we run the ball uh, a little more or even a lot more, uh, we would have seen even I want to say even the playoff game. I, I think that, you know, we got out of balance. Those times that we got out of balance with our play calling were times that we put ourselves at a deficit and put ourselves in a losing position as opposed to maintaining control of the game. But I think the ceiling is multiple people on the uh, first team offensive line. Um, I think with a good offensive line that's going to improve, you're going to see improved QB play. So we'll probably have a first team uh, QB uh, as well as a first team running back or two. Um, all of that is the fruit of what a good offensive line brings to the table. Go ahead, Kelvin. What do you got? So uh, I, I like the length of our transfers. We, we're going to need them to pan out to 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 come. You know, they've been on a a at the D1 level under a program for a year or two years. And so we need those transfers to come in and, and pan out. They look to be more athletic and long. Um, most of them are six, four or taller, um, but they all still around that 300 pound range. And so we, we're going to need them to um, probably man both tackles position. A lot of our returning players have experience like Crawford and TJ Lee and so forth in the interior part of the offensive line. But uh, but we're going to need those guys, you know, to protect quarterback. And uh, hopefully because they're more athletic, um, they're, 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 they will be better um, than last year's team. I think they, I think the upside, the ceiling is, is high. But uh, I don't know what to expect until, you know, it, you know they got to come together and, and get into chemistry. And I know they're learning the family – the, the link the way and everything and so that, that's going to take time luckily we have a season quarterback season running back season receivers so we have really strong leadership there um on on, on the team um so um i got my fingers crossed because if they pan out if that if that too deep pans out on off the line you can kiss them good night lucy we're gonna be we're gonna be better than <laughs> Then what the experts think? I'll never forget the recent quote from uh, a head coach in the SWAC when discussing playing SEC opponents, the difference being in the trenches. And so when I look at what this offensive line unit, we have a coach in uh, Joe Henry, who's also the OC, who has SEC ties. And his last three stops, of course, LSU, Arkansas, Missouri. Um, the LSU team from a year ago uh, averaged 114 rushing yards per game. But the two previous years, those offensive line units moved weight. Uh, 151 yards at Arkansas, 151 yards at Missouri. That's 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 per game. Uh, so I'm I'm very optimistic and hopeful that Coach Henry's style, uh, 
and, and his experience in the SEC proves to be beneficial for us. You know, uh, that, that's something that'll be interesting to kind of see, you know, because again, as you, as you just said, I mean, we have veterans at so many spots and, and you know, we, we have now, will we, will we play with an SEC mindset? And I, and I hate having to do the whole SEC comparison thing, but it's a mindset. Will we, will we have be that mindset? Be, yes. Will be be physical? physical. Yeah. Yeah. That's man, just playing be, football. I mean, that's just straight of football. You don't have to say SEC, but. You know, it's just a matter. I get what yeah, you're saying, but yeah. but yeah, let's be physical. Yeah. Well, that that's what hopefully we can we can get. I mean, I I know we want to use our speed and get the ball out of our hands quickly, but uh, at the same time, I, it'll be interesting to see how uh, uh, how Coach Henry puts it all together uh, this upcoming season. So uh, that's uh, that's a quick look at the offensive line. For this upcoming year, that's where it starts. So I, I think we all agree that's where it starts. Uh, next week, as we get a little bit closer, we'll take a look at another unit. I don't know. Maybe we look at defensive lines, safeties, uh, running backs. I don't know. You guys, we'll talk about it over the course. If you guys have some thoughts on who you'd like for us to kind of spotlight, send us an email, ongstrikezone at gmail.com. You can also reach us on our Twitter handles. Uh, as well, or you can hit us on the ONG Strike Zone on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know who who would you like to see us kind of spotlight and talk about. And again, shout out to uh, Marcus Green for helping uh, to put all that information together for us. Um, before we wrap up, I want to make mention of a couple of more things from our football side of things. All American teams. Uh, from Stats Perform FCS uh, came out. Isaiah Land, of course, was on first-team defense. Uh, Xavier Smith, third-team offense as a wide receiver. And Jamari A. Shareed, first-team special teams as a punt returner, which, uh, look, he, he the folks in the SWAC didn't think he was first-team. I don't even know if he made second-team on the SWAC, to be honest. But, hey, he, he made... Uh, he made it as a punt returner uh, on the All-American list for Stats Perform, which was pretty pretty good, uh, if I must say. And, and then also this came out today. I don't know if you guys had saw this. Xavier Smith made the Walter Payton Award watch list, which uh, 35 offensive players. So essentially that award goes to the top offensive player in FCS football. And so 35 players were on that watch list. And I believe there were only maybe five HBCU guys in general. Uh, I think I saw Shador Sanders on there. I saw um, Batai Ibrahim from Alabama A&M on the list. Uh, Everett Amari. I think its name is, uh, is it Kamari Everett from Bethune? Kamari. The tight end. Yeah. Kamari Everett. Yeah, he, he was on the list. Uh, I don't know anybody that I can't think anybody else really uh, that made that list from an HBCU that might've been there. There was only really four or five names that made that list. Yeah. Also uh, the, the field still FCS preseason uh, had two first team folks with uh, again, Jamar Ray and uh, Isaiah being on, on that list too. 
uh, preseason All Americans. Uh, yeah. Demar is right. a returning person. Yeah. So uh, that that's that's big, huge, and and again, I, I don't know how the SWAC voters missed him, but okay. But anyway, <laughs> just pointing that out. Uh, the uh, one other piece uh, again, the football team. I guess they resume back into hitting pads, contacts tomorrow. They were doing film work and stuff like stuff like that today. Um, so they pick back up with the pads. Uh, shout out to FAMU Athletics for providing some some great coverage, man. Gerald, uh, Gerald, yeah, yeah, man, great content. Gerald Thomas at a Democrat, Allison Posey. ABC 27, man, I, I, anytime you see us, if you're following us on Twitter, you know, we'll retweet all of that stuff, man. Great video packages, uh, uh, great interview sessions with, we've seen with coach Simmons, the players, um, that's really huge. So it's, it's, it's good to be able to kind of follow the progression and see what's happening in camp. Uh, so thanks to all of the media folks who are out there covering, Uh, FAMU football. We let's keep that going. Um, I think we, the NFL scouts are already starting to pop up. I think you saw uh, the Falcons were in the house uh, the other day. So that's uh, that's huge. That's huge. Um, as we get ready to wrap up the show, uh, we got to kind of end it on a on a somber note. Um, yeah. As we close the show, as uh, we have another uh, fallen rattler within the athletics community. And uh, that is the, uh, the voice, the voice of Rattler sports network and uh, former Rattlers football coach, Michael Thomas, uh, who's also a member of the family sports hall of fame class of 2022 uh, passed away this, uh, this uh, past week, this past Monday um, from AD Smith, uh, Mike was a mentor to the guys he had an opportunity to coach while he was here. Um, I received quite a few messages from friends and former players expressing their condolences. Most importantly, FAMU is a better is a better place because of Mike Thomas, who took time out with some of us guys uh, that would not have had someone look out for us as he did. Uh, Michael Thomas was a native of Tallahassee, spent 30-plus years as a color analyst on the Rattler Sports Network, uh, he was there, of course, with Keith Miles. Many of us remember him, of course, with Keith Miles. Then later on, he was there with um, Albert Chester. Um, uh, with Albert Chester. Uh, don't want, don't want to forget Josh. Uh, Josh yeah. was also uh, Joshua Jackson. He he also worked with Joshua Jackson. I think Josh was there for like four seasons. Um, so uh, he, he for all those years, Mike has been. He's been the voice. He's been there uh, everywhere from a color analyst. In these past couple of years, he was actually doing the play-by-play. Um, so um, uh, he also was uh, hosting the uh, coaches' shows uh, last year, uh, this past season with uh, FAMU. And so um, he actually – this is something I did not realize, uh, which it comes out through the bio information. He served as a grad assistant – uh, before being elevated to an assistant coach under coach Rudy Hubbard. Uh, Thomas was a part of the 78 
national championship team as a grad assistant. Then he was on the staff when they turned around the following year and defeated Miami. Um, Quote from Hall of Fame coach Rudy Hubbard uh, said, quote, I'm sorry he's gone because he was such a brilliant guy. Uh, Costa Kittles was my offensive coordinator. And then when he left, Mike became my coordinator for a little while. He was so sharp that he just passed everyone up. He was quick and diagnosed things quickly and very well. Uh, uh, Albert Chester uh, had already given me confirmation that he will come on the show next Wednesday. And we'll get a chance to talk to Mr. Chester about Mike and maybe, you know, find out, you know, just things that we don't know. I mean, you know, a lot of times when we have these legends uh, who, who have been of Rattler Athletics, we don't always know the history because we don't have enough storytellers telling the hey, history. Hey, hey right? Brian, I, I just yes. want to say before Mel cut your mic <laughs> Uh-oh. that uh, that uh, I, I want to say about Mike, um, uh, he coached at Fanny High when I was there, too. Um, what 87, 86, 87, uh, and he was a high grad also. But uh, so I, I, I played under him as a high school athlete and I coached with him at Fanny High also, uh, late 80s, early 90s. So, uh, and, and, you know, he's been around forever, he's been around Fanny forever, and um, always been the same person, no matter you know, from from the you know, he was a friend to everybody, you know, not a mean spirit. I don't know if I ever saw Mike angry, ever. I, I can't recall him raising his voice, and we weren't easy to coach. <laughs> I bet, I bet, I so, bet. So, uh, so, uh, but, but yeah, he, he's going to be missed, man, and, and, um, and um, yeah, uh, I'm glad that he, you know, we gave him his flowers. He knew he was appreciated, and, um, you know, he, you know, he got nominated prior to his him. I wish he could have made it, you know, to be able to sell his award in person. But he, he knows uh, how Rattler Nation feel about him, and so that brings me comfort. Any uh, any words you want to share, Kofi? Uh, everything that that needs to be said has already been said. He is such a good spirited man. Even even going through what he was going through. Um, you wouldn't have known it um, other than, you know, just obviously his physical appearance having changed, but uh, he was such a good guy and was all fam you all the time. Um, he's, you know, just one of the, I want to say pillars of the Rattler Sports Network, one of the first that, that made that transition um, from Chico Renfro to Keith Miles. He was a major part of that. And so hearing his voice over the radio was just, you know, just something that we did on Saturday afternoons or Saturday evenings if we couldn't attend the game. So uh-huh. this he's he's definitely legendary. He will be missed. You know, anybody that does the things that he did, the way that he did it with the high degree of excellence that he, he did it at, um, deserves accolades. And um, uh, I'm definitely miss... Uh, miss him yeah we'll miss hearing his voice again albert chester will be joining us next week if you have any thoughts uh that you'd like to share 
uh, please send us an email, ongstrikezone at gmail.com. We'll, we'll read them uh, next week's show uh, when we have Mr. Chester on, and uh, we'll definitely um, continue to uh, go into this season without one of the, the staples of the uh, Rattler Sports Network and uh, one of the voices. And so as my, as my good friend uh, Tony Mathers says in the uh, chat room, orange helmets down, and uh, we salute the, uh, the fallen Rattler, and we say thank you, uh, our condolences and prayers to his family and the friends, and um, we'll have more to uh, share with you next Wednesday. So that's going to be it for tonight's show. And uh, a lot of hot-button topics. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. Go follow our personal pages as well, which you uh, which you can find on Twitter uh, via the ONG Strike Zone. And, um, you know, be looking out for the Pod Zone, BCSN Pod Zone, everywhere you download podcasts. Uh, share, like, and subscribe. Let somebody know about the show. And uh, we'll look forward to doing it again next Wednesday. Thanks for your time. Uh, Be well, be safe, Uh, say a prayer for the Thomas family, and don't forget to strike, strike, and strike again. Peace and love, Rattler Nation.